Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you on Friday, August 27th, and it's week three of the 2021 preseason. Coming up today, a review of the best of the week on Jaguars.com and Jaguars Broadcasting, including Urban Meyer's timing of naming the starting quarterback. Jeff Darlington of ESPN on what the Jags could be in 2021, plus reaction to the Travis Etienne Jr. injury. Remember to subscribe to the Jaguars' official podcast network, available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. Give us a comment and a five-star rating. Season tickets, single-game tickets, and group tickets. Be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000. Let's start with preseason week two, the loss to the Saints on Monday Night Football. And immediately after each game, we have the first word with head coach Urban Meyer on Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC on the Jaguars radio network. Some early field position uh, advantage for New Orleans didn't work out in your favor. Some early three and outs, and but you, know, you had a little flurry late on offense. Take us through offensively the night for your team. Yeah, I kind of went into the game, wanted to uh, – Gets the run game going a little bit, and then uh, you know, then Cam Robinson uh, sprained his ankle uh, yesterday or two days ago, and we just weren't getting movement up front. And then you know we were gonna the game plan was go into you know run the ball a little bit, a good play action off of it. You know it's the greatest way to help a young quarterback, and and we weren't able to run the ball, and so uh, you know we had a, a nice naked to his left or, or boot to his left, and uh, made a nice throw down the field. I'm talking about Trevor. But I was, you know, the second half, we, you know, they're going to have to make some roster decisions here. And I'm looking for fight fighters. I'm looking for tough guys, the competitors. And uh, I think we found a couple, you know, at the end of the game or, you know, in that second half, you just see them going as hard as they possibly can. And that's what I'm looking for. Trevor Lawrence, 14 of 23, passing in the start tonight, 113 yards. Minshew came in 13 of 21, 149. The interception, Beathard at the end there. What is the status of the quarterback situation, and do you have a timetable in mind, or is it too early to tell? Uh, we're going to get back, watch a film. I got it uh, in my mind. I, I have a pretty good idea, but I want to make sure and, and uh, uh, watch the film and, and go with it. Uh, we'll probably do something next week. Defensively, uh, Jameis Winston early connections with Marquez Callaway and uh, little Jordan Humphrey had a big night as well. What was happening early in the game defensively? Yeah, it looked like we were in position. Uh, once again, not watching the tape yet, but Shaq was right there just going to make a play. That's why we went and got him. He's got to go make a play, and he can. I've seen him do it in practice. Uh, a couple of those were really well-thrown balls, with good throws and catches down the field. And, you know, the young uh, rookie Tyson, you know, he's uh, – just got to we got to work with him making a play down the field, but uh, we're pleased with his progress because he's going to be a heck of a player. He's a great, talented kid and works his tail off. So that's two weeks in a row we felt good uh, against the run. I think we held him to 60 yards rushing, yeah. but uh, gave up some big hits down the field, and uh, we got to get that fixed. One injury question: Travis Etienne Jr. was limping off early. What's the status? Yeah, it might be a sprained foot. We're going to find out more tomorrow uh, when we get back. And then one final question, one more week of practice, one more pre well, a couple more weeks of practice, one more preseason game coming up. What do you need to see this week from your team? What's some positive things, some things you really need to work on now? Uh, we got to run the ball. You know, that was, uh, you know, regardless who's in there in the offensive line, we got to move people. And, uh, you know, I, I, the tight end position too, you know, we, Manhurts doesn't play very much, and he's going to be a, a horse for us. We, you know, we just don't want to get him dinged right now. Uh, but we gotta we got to be a balanced offense, and uh, uh, that's got to happen, and that's got to happen quickly. 
Safe trip back, Coach. We'll talk to you. Thanks, brother. We fast forward now to Wednesday's press conference. Meyer made the announcement that Trevor Lawrence would be the starting quarterback and gave some reasoning for the timing and what happens now with the backup gig. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, Trevor's gonna be the starter in Week One. Uh, he'll start this week as well. So. Could you could you at least talk about the timing of the decision in terms of waiting until after the second preseason game? Was that was that sort of uh, your strategy ahead of time that you that you had a certain time set in mind when you wanted to do it? I did, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a three week preseason as opposed to a four. We do have the bye week afterwards, but. I think uh, as we continue, it's uh, a matter of a little bit of repetition now. So we wanted him to earn it, as we do with every position. We felt he has after the last uh, nice performance was uh, it was good. Obviously, not great. But we you know didn't run the ball very well. But uh, but I kind of in my mind had that as a, after the second preseason that we kind of have to to get someone ready to play in three weeks. Did you, how did Gardner take the news, and how, what was Trevor's reaction? I have not spoke to the uh, – oh, we had a team meeting, and they went right to – because we weren't allowed to have him in until 10 o'clock today because okay. of uh, the rules. And so I'm going to visit with him afterwards. But I, I told uh, Shot that I'm going to announce to you guys. So he's going to visit with him, and I'll visit with him afterwards. Is the backup job open? That's open as well. Uh, Obviously, my respect for Gardner has been well documented as a just a warrior. Um, you know, Gardner got stuck behind some protection issues at times. He was running for his life back there, but uh, and then CJ came in. That's two weeks in a row. You know, I just admire CJ. I like CJ as a person, and uh, you know, he's got a nice release. Ball gets out fast, and and so he played well. So yes, that's open as well. Later Wednesday, quarterback Trevor Lawrence gave his reaction to the news. Plus the confidence in the starting offense, even though they haven't found the end zone this preseason. Yeah, it was good, man. We we talked about our QB room, and um, man, we just have a, we have a great group. So I'm I'm really excited for the opportunity. Uh, it doesn't really change anything though. Still got the same task in front of us. Got to get a lot better um, individually as a team, as an offense. So just looking forward to going to work this week. You know, it brings some clarity, which is nice going forward. But it really doesn't change much. But yeah, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Grateful for it. Was there any reaction within the room when he told the team? Um, yeah, we. I mean, we more so talked about in our you know QB QB room, and really, like I said, we got a great group. You know, Minch has been awesome, treating me really well. Um, I've had a lot of conversations. He's been a guy that I've been able to learn from, and CJ and Jake, all those guys, we're all in it together. You know, we're all on the same team, and at the end of the day, I think that's the the most important thing. So. Uh, but it's been good, you know, and moving forward, we're not making it bigger than it is. Um, you know, I'm going to be the starter and just got to play well. So that doesn't change. Coach Meyer said the next step for you is to score points. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you haven't gone too many games, back to that games without scoring a touchdown. Uh, just how frustrating has it been and, and what can you do to maybe get over that hump? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's frustrating, but also we just got to stick together and keep playing. Um, we're going to figure it out, and I, I'm really confident in that. So we got a bunch of guys that are, that are putting the work in, and we're going to do everything it takes to, to get on the right track. So you know, I'm confident in that. I'm, I'm not worried. Obviously, you'd like to score more points than we have, for sure. But um, all stuff that we can build on, and we know what we need to get better at. So it's just a matter of, of doing it and going out there and practicing it.
Before the Monday night football game, Lawrence sat down for a one-on-one conversation with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington to discuss camp and the preseason so far. Thursday on Jags Drive Time, Darlington sat down with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton to explain what the quarterback could bring. Here in the building, we always talk about how confident, how poised, and really just how normal Trevor Lawrence is yeah. to have this spotlight on him. Did, did you get the same impression? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Um, and it's, it's exactly the way I felt. That was my first time um, meeting Trevor or being around him. And, you know, when you actually get the chance to be in his presence, you feel this very refreshing vibe, this very kind human, uh, very humble human, but at the same time, a guy who really does have a presence about him. And you could say, well, every all 32 quarterbacks in the NFL probably have that. They really don't. Um, there's something about Trevor that is this quiet confidence that, um, I, I mean, I dare say that the closest that it reminds me of, <laughs> this is going to feel like hyperbole, but it's Tom Brady, uh, a guy who is so kind, so warm and friendly, but at the same time, you're like, damn, that's Tom Brady. You know, you, you feel that with Trevor, you feel his, his presence. And I, I think that that that's meaningful, not only in an environment that we were in, but more meaningful in a locker room or a meeting room where you're going to get the attention of your teammates the second you walk in that room. What are your thoughts on the Jaguars, Jeff? I mean, we talked about Trevor. I know you haven't uh, gotten into them over here at training camp, but you've seen them a little bit. Yeah. What are your thoughts overall in the season? Well, I'm very glad that he is now um, named the starter. Um, I think that was slightly overdue in terms of just getting them first team reps. Uh, I felt that, you know, talking to Trevor when we were sitting down, one of the things that he said was, um, I think that we can win faster than I think. I think it doesn't take as long to to get there as maybe other people do. And I've talked to Urban a lot about that, how we're going to win and we're going to win fast. We don't need to be on a five year plan. And that starts with the quarterback. Well, to that, I would say, and we now see it like, OK, let's get there. If you're going to get there, you got to get those first team reps, got to get that cohesiveness with the the first team offense. you got to get that chemistry. That is more important to me than the benefit of um, pretending to try to convince a guy that he's got to earn the job. Trevor Lawrence earned that job the second he was drafted first overall. And I know we're past that. It's not a debate anymore. He's now the starter. I guess my point is when it comes to the Jags offense, now we can start to see them get the chemistry that they're going to need to get the identity. And again, I'm not overly worried about that either. Uh, I, I think that that is what this time of year is for. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a team look good in the preseason, the opposite of this, and then and then they look like crap in the regular season. <laughs> it's like you showed all you you were so worried about trying to look good in the preseason, and it's like just get to the regular season, then show your cards, then create your identity, and sometimes that takes time too. It's a new NFL head coach. It's a new quarterback. These things take a little bit of time, and uh, and I think that that's okay. The full conversation with Darlington available on Thursday's Jaguars Drive Time, available on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. On to more really big news that could affect how the offense looks and feels in 2021. Rookie running back Travis Etienne Jr. will miss the season following a Liz Frank injury in his left foot. It's a blow for an offense that planned to line Etienne up all over the formation. On Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday on Jaguars.com, John Osher and I got in Bucky's head about the loss and possibilities of filling those roles. It's one of those things where you have big plans for a guy who's an explosive player, a big play threat, and you're not able to use him. And you know you spend the bulk of the offseason kind of planning 
a loose game plan with number one in mind. And now he's not here. Where do you make up that production? Where do you make up that explosiveness? You know, one of the things that the Jaguars could do is everyone's going to talk about the running backs and how they could fill it there. I think it provides more opportunity for LaVisca Chenault to be a bigger factor in the offense, in the game plan, utilizing his skills because he was able to do a bunch of different things at Colorado that the Jaguars have yet to tap into. And I think it also creates a little bit of an opening for Tavon Austin if he is able to find his way onto the roster. He has some unique versatility things that you can do, maybe putting him in the backfield, maybe using him as a gadget guy. I think we can get some opportunities for some other guys to kind of take some of the load that was going to be designated for Travis Etienne. Well, at the risk of repeating exactly what Bucky just (laughs) said, because I couldn't agree more. And I, uh, Tavon Austin, when, when Urban was asked about him, I didn't, Urban didn't say, Hey, he's on the team. Sure. Made it sound like, yeah, this is gonna be an opportunity for Tavon Austin. Chenault is an interesting fit for this. It's been interesting, JP. All off season, it felt like ETN and Chenault were sort of coming at the same job in from different directions, meaning Chenault was sort of the big guy wide receiver who could sort of be hybrid running back and wide receiver. ETN was the lightning quick running back who also could sort of, sort of do both. The interesting thing with Chenault, that position has always been in Urban Meyer's offense, speed and win one-on-one, one-on-one matchups by being able to lightning quick your guy and go all the way. I don't know that that's Chenault particularly. He's not really jitterbug. Yeah, right. That's right. Like that. But can they use him in a way that's still effective in that role? I think they can. And I do think it will provide a lot more opportunity for Chenault to be in that role. It'll look different than it would have with ETN, but you can get some effectiveness. But as we talked about uh, for the show, JP, I don't think you just realistically go out and get Travis ETN level talent. They drafted him because they thought he was special really, really special. If they didn't think he was really, really special and above the X's and O's, you shouldn't have drafted him where you drafted him. So I thought Urban's comment about him, a blow to the jaw. Yep. Uh, the final thing in that comment, he said, we're still discussing how to, re- how to address it. Those aren't going to be happy discussions no, because no. I don't think you can find that. Yeah, and you know, there's all this talk about the, the waiver wire, Bucky and all that. They do have the first um, – in the order of the waiver claims the first three weeks of the regular season. But there's a reason why those guys aren't on other teams anyway, right? I mean, there's only a limit to so much talent you'll find there. And also, let's keep in mind, James Robinson had a very productive rookie season. And so it may look a little different offensively than it would have looked with Travis Etienne, meaning it's more of a grinded-out attack when James Robinson is spearheading the attack. And when you have he and Carlos Hyde somehow sharing the load – you don't get the explosive plays, but you could get the steady eddy production in the running game if the offensive line, if they're doing their job. The X factor is who can make up for what Travis Etienne would have provided in the passing game. Not just the short passes coming out of the backfield, but what about the screen game? Because the screen game was going to be a prominent part of what the Jaguars did offensively. And so is that Tavon Austin coming in? Is this a by-committee approach where you utilize LaVisca Chenault, Tavon Austin, maybe even Philip Dorsett in some capacity. A lot to figure out. But the great thing is, after this last preseason game, you have an extended period of time to kind of put it together and figure it out. And so heading into week one, 
the Jaguars still should be able to put a nice plan in place for the first four games of the season to begin to kind of figure out what their offensive identity is and what it will be. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks airs at 4 o'clock Wednesdays on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. When we return, defensive coordinator Joe Cullen, plus the mentality of players on the roster bubble. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. The Dailies play schedule heating up, of course. Chris Tomlin, Carrie Job, and Bethel Music Tour September 3rd. Rod Wave September 9th. Sam Hunt September 10th. Tickets available at dailiesplace.com. And as always, thanks for checking out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's a free subscription on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. We have this podcast each Friday, Monday happy hour, Thursday happy hour, huddle up with Bucky Brooks, drive time in the mornings. Give us that five-star rating. Preseason week three is upon us, and it's the final game of the preseason and the final opportunity for players to put game tape together before the final roster cut down to 53 this coming Tuesday. Defensive coordinator Joe Cullen explained his approach to players on the bubble. Every game, obviously, it starts with Coach Meyer, but, you know, when these guys put the work in and when they put the effort in and, and they give you everything they have, it's tough. You know, you wish you had a spot for all 53. And I had a thing today, and coaches talked about, you know, what's the best, the best effort you can put on tape? We'd love to keep everybody. It doesn't happen. But when you're a plus-two guy and you give great effort, 31 other GMs are pulling that tape out right after when, when the wire cuts come. And uh, when, you, when you give effort and, and you bust your tail, you're going you're to find a home in this league. Running back Dario Gunbowali has been there before. He was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Texans in 2017 out of Wisconsin. He was waived at final cuts that year and then made the practice squad in Houston. Later in that season, he also saw time on the Buccaneers and Washington practice squads. He later stuck with the Buccaneers in a second stint in 2018 through the final cuts of 2020. He understands the uncertainty that players feel headed into the final preseason week. Like you said, it is a stressful time. I mean, um, a lot of guys, you know, futures, careers are at stake. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we've been playing this game for a long time. So I just remind guys just to have fun. You know what I'm saying? You, you play your best when you play free. Um, you make the most plays when you're having fun. So I think um, that's usually the message that I give guys, especially going into the last preseason game, just because um, it's easy for your mind to just wander into some, some negative places. But at the end of the day, it's football, bro. We all trying to just make plays and have fun the same way we were when we were younger playing football. So that's one thing I like to remind a lot of guys. On Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday, Jeff Lagerman and I got into the strategy behind the final preseason game and roster management. That's a big cut from 80 down to 53 next Tuesday, and I'm sure there are a lot of guys that are anxious about their opportunity this Sunday. Well, and they should be. And what, what you bring up, you bring up the word opportunity. This is the last opportunity for a, a couple different things. It's, it's the last opportunity for this team to have a game-type situation to get ready for the regular season. It's also the last opportunity for some of these guys to get a look, to show the coaches what they have. 
it's also a last opportunity for the coaches to see it because this is the last impression that will be on their imprinted on their minds as they're making the decisions over the weekend. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting cut. I think there are going to be some very difficult decisions. I think at the safety spot, there's going to be a couple players that are going to get let go that are going to be really good players that other teams, if I'm watching, if I need a safety, well, maybe like the Dallas Cowboys that have some issues with COVID and everything, if I need a safety, I'm looking right here in Jacksonville. And I'm a, I'm going to find a guy that they cut that can come in and start for me somewhere. So, and that's, I think, also brings up that will teams watch the Jaguars? Maybe at certain positions, but this team will be watching other teams' waiver wire. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They will be absolutely looking to improve position groups through other teams' cuts. And they get the first three weeks of the regular season to take advantage of the first choice. That is correct, because they were the worst team in the league last year. Better take advantage while you have it, if there are opportunities to use it. You know, it's not like you're going to – all of a sudden, you're going to bring, make the talent. Let's say you had a, a number rating system for talent, and let's say, you know, let's say you're at a 65. Right. You're not going to take your overall team level talent to like an 80. Yeah, we're not we're not playing Madden here. No, no, right. Because the guys that are getting cut, for the most part, are getting cut for reasons. But there are teams like the Jaguars that have mm-hmm. at that safety a position, surplus, if you will, of safety. It might have a little surplus, and I think the teams that are smart. Find a way to manage the rosters to keep that talent together and then to find ways to utilize those players or to gain value from them just besides cutting them. Hmm. You know, can you trade them to maybe acquire a player at another position that you're delinquent at? Can you trade them to acquire a draft pick in the future? I mean, those are all things that are going to be considered. But make no mistake about it. Even though you think, or okay, this player – they make cuts, okay, they get down to 53, and the players that are on that 53 are going, yeah, 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 I made it. Ooh, you might <laughs> want to just hang on for a minute. Yeah. Because there will be more transactions that ensue. Because remember, there's a lot of time between this weekend and opening weekend. Yes, there is. Two weeks, in fact. Jaguars Happy Hour Thursday airs on 1010XL AM and 92.5 FM and the Jags social media channels. You can also catch the full two hours on the official Jaguars podcast network. Let's wrap this week with a preview of Sunday's pregame conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. We got his take on the final preseason week and what it means for players looking for an opportunity. Yeah, it's the last time we get a look as a Jaguar, you know, and and I, I certainly agree with that sentiment, I never put it in that perspective in my entire 13 years of playing, right? I've always said they're, you know, the eye in the sky don't lie. There are 31 other teams, and, and that's true. But to say it's not technically a 53-man roster, that sounds really sexy to me because there are always, you know, ever-changing pieces throughout the NFL. Uh, you can start with a 53 and a day later or maybe even a few hours later, you know, guys are in different locations, whether it's due to trade or other transitions or acquisitions, whatever it may be. So I, I like how he put that. But the coaches have a, a a hard decision, man. You know, you have guys that are on the bubble, guys that you're considering for practice squad. There's so many different moving pieces. But uh, hopefully they can get it right after the first shot and also uh, have a few guys, you know, with the asterisk beside that they can potentially bring back throughout the course of the year. 
But let me say this real quick too, JP. Much like what just recently happened with ETN, uh, guys have to be ready because injuries do happen all the time. The full conversation with Freddie T airs at noon on Sunday on Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars Radio Network. Remember to subscribe to the Jaguars official podcast network on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. The broadcast schedule this Sunday, a 10 a.m. start for the Public's Tailgate Show on 1010XL Radio and 92.5 FM, our flagship stations in Jacksonville. Then at noon, the Jaguars radio network takes over with Countdown to Kickoff, featuring Pete Prisco, Fred Taylor, and the final word with head coach Urban Meyer before kick. 107 Eastern is the official kickoff time for the Jaguars and the Dallas Cowboys. After the game, catch Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. We'll have the first word with head coach Urban Meyer after to the game and that's all followed by the scoreboard show where mike dempsey and i will take your calls enjoy the weekend enjoy the game sunday and thanks for listening i'm jp shadrick we'll catch you next week on the jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by tiaa bank